When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. What is up, everybody? It is Friday night. Just getting out of work, I'm sure. This is the Shout Buffalo Bills football podcast, and I think we're on the cusp of the biggest weekend in Western New York in a very long time. I am your host, Matt Perino, joined as always by my co-host, Ryan Talbot, and we're lucky today. We get a little national perspective from Yahoo Sports, Therese Paler in the house tonight. Therese, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, my friend? I'm great, man. How are you guys doing? We are great. Busy week, busy week. We were just talking about it before we started, uh, but this is a week that you kind of you kind of like, right? Get diving into these two uh, title games here. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, look, Super Bowl week is a monster in and of itself, but championship game week, you know, these are the last two games of the season at a team's home field. Um, the excitement in the cities is awesome. I'm based in Kansas City. I covered the Chiefs for five years, so um, it's just kind of cool to see the excitement because you know the next step is the ultimate monster, which is the Super Bowl. And fan bases are so excited. I know in Western New York, I mean, God, what is this, 27 years since they last went to the AFC Championship game? Yeah. So, been a um, while. <laughs> and Bills fans are great, man. Like, the passion of Bills fans is actually, like, one of the reasons I wanted to become a sports reporter. So, um, you know, uh, just I, I love people who love football because I love football, and that's what I got, why I got into it. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeding off the juice of people right now. Bills Mafia. We are live here on YouTube. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we have a new YouTube page. Make sure you are there. Buffalo Bills on NY Up. Smash that subscribe button. Uh, make sure that you're also following us on all the major podcast platforms. All right. So, um, Therese, you put out a uh, a really cool piece today. Uh, it had a written component, video component. I shared it on our Instagram page, too. You're all over the place. Great uh, digestible content on all the different platforms. You got a chance to talk a little bit about Brian Dable. You dove into how good Josh Allen has been against the Blitz this year. What did, what did you learn from, the, from that conversation? Well, Josh has been ripping it up against the Blitz all season long. Um, I think only one guy's been Blitz more and only one guy's handled it better. So, um, and that, that's a bit of a far cry from past years where you wanted to heat up Allen and you wanted to really get after him. Uh, but this year, no, I think I think Brian Dable has done an excellent job, not just helping Josh improve his mechanics, but also creating a system that helps him. You know, a lot of the smartest coaches in football now use pre-snap motion. The Bills use a lot of that. That's a man zone indicator. Um, and you can see oftentimes, many times in the game, that helps Josh. Right. And also just really good concepts. Uh, the touchdown last week, they come out in the three by one set. 
there are only two corners over there. Of course you're going to throw over there. You got those guys outnumbered. It's just, yeah, is is that a – can you blame the Ravens for that a little bit? But it's also just a good concept. And, and there's built-in checks that allow for quick side adjustments. Um, you know, Dable's done a good job with that, with that guy, with that kid, because he was raw coming out. And he had a lot of physical gifts, but he had a ways to go to develop. But it's because of his coaching, his willingness to be coached, and his passion for the game. I'm speaking about Allen. That's helped him become one of the best quarterbacks in football. You know, Therese, the, the Bills fans were able to see the Chiefs earlier this season in week six. What's changed for that Kansas City team, for better or worse, since that point? Uh, You know, well, I, look, the biggest thing just right now was like Mahomes' health because – this team, when he's fully healthy, is really, really difficult to beat. Now, you guys know that, but he's so good. You know, you blitz him. He's just like Josh. Like, don't blitz him. Like it, he, All of Mahomes' interceptions the last two years have come against a four-man rush or fewer. So, don't like, it doesn't work with him. But I do think that the injury has an opportunity to change how the Bills attack him. They were not as aggressive in week six. Um, as they typically would be because the smart thing to do and the Bills are a smart team and Leslie Frazier's a smart man is to just play quarters, play split safety, make these guys go the length of the field, bend but don't break, then try to out-execute them in the red zone. That's what smart teams do, and that's what he tried to do. And they held Kansas City to 27 points. Yeah, they gave up 265 rushing yards, but they were in that game. If they scored 31 points, they win. You understand? So um, I think that's actually going to change now because now you got to see if Mahomes can move. Like he didn't look good after the toe injury. Like so, here comes the pressure from the left side this week, and you find that out early. Can this guy run to his right? If he can't, that opens up a whole new world of blitz possibilities. You got to find that out early. So I expect the Bills to come out being aggressive early and. Um, and see what Mahomes can do. That's obviously the biggest, biggest change from uh, from week six to now, uh, because if Mahomes isn't the same guy as he was in week six, this definitely becomes a more winnable game for Buffalo. What have you seen? You know, we'll talk a little bit more about the Bills' defense in a moment, but you know, they've kind of been on this cool little trajectory upwards. You know, the last yeah. eight weeks or so, and obviously health has a lot to do with it. I think continuity and familiarity also. You know, there's a lot of new pieces that they've added in the mix, especially in the front. Uh, that I think, and with Eric Washington, a new voice in that defensive line room, there's there's been a little bit of an adjustment. The defensive line's playing at a high level. Jerry Hughes had his best game of the season last week. How does that front from what you've seen recently match up against what Kansas City offers uh, on their offensive line and this offense as a whole? Well, well, Coach Washington's somebody I've heard good things about going back five or six years now. So, like, you can see the work he's done with those guys up front. I think Buffalo's defensive front matches the city. It's a hard-working workman-like group. Um, I enjoy watching them go to work. Uh, and, uh, you know, this Chiefs offensive line can be beat. You know, I think they miss Mitchell Swartz at right tackle. You know, the interior, that's an area they're going to upgrade this offseason. They need to upgrade it because they need to be better. Uh, and oftentimes, you know, Mahomes makes up for a lot. <laughs> uh, and they, they, they the, the way they call offense, like, helps those guys. You know, like, Mahomes can scramble around and do stuff. And um, they also get the ball out quick a lot, too. But, yeah, I, there's definitely the opportunity there for them to get after um, the Chiefs offensive line if, if Buffalo's defense defense really brings it because listen I've, I've noticed the Bills defense is not the same as it was even six weeks ago like they've got healthy and they are getting after it like Buffalo's defense is impressive and I was talking to Brandon Bean earlier this offseason like they were excited about Tremaine Edmonds then but it's not just him you know 
Matt Milano's a really good player. You know, they they got a lot of good players on this front. Um, and, and they're and, and Frazier's having one of those great defensive coordinator years, especially the last couple months. So the opportunity's there for him, and the opportunity grows if Mahomes can't move the way he normally does. So expect Buffalo to find that out very quickly because it will change how they call the game. Mm-hmm. I want to tap into um, your Kansas City knowledge and background because two years ago now the Bills signed a pretty big piece uh that left Kansas City and Mitch Morris and he talked uh-huh. a little bit this week about you know his excitement about going back and you know everybody he still knows there and the success they had there and he was you know Pat gave him a lot of credit in his in his uh second season when when he played with Mitch how much do they miss Mitch Morris because it's been a weird year here with Mitch because he obviously had the injury where he was out and then when he was healthy the Bills didn't put it right, right back in, and there was questions about why he was you know, kind of like a healthy scratch but not benched. It was kind of this weird, murky couple weeks. But then he came back, and ever since he came back, John Feliciano has been in the mix. This offensive line in front of Josh Allen has been spectacular, mostly on the ends. But really, yeah. I mean, across the line, they've been pretty good. Okay, so you know, full disclosure, I go back. I go back with Mitchell Morse, right? So okay. when, when he played at Missouri, I was the Missouri beat writer for the Kansas City Star. So I go back eight years with this guy. Um, Love him. Love him as a person. Great guy. Great football guy. Really good player here. Mitch Morse could play. The only reason they didn't re-sign him is they were worried about the injury history. He Mm -hmm. had some injuries, uh, concussion issues, and Buffalo blew him out. Buffalo paid the man. And good for him. You're supposed to get what you can. But that's the only reason that he's not a chief right now. There was concern about the injury history. As long as he's on the field, he's a really, really good player. So um, I'm not surprised that he's helped that offensive line really come around. He's a really good player, smart guy, a football guy. Um, I'm sure he wants some measure of revenge against his old team. But trust me, when he was here, he was loved in the locker room. The front office loved him. That was a pure football decision. Had you eliminated some of the injuries, had you eliminated the concussions, he would still be a chief. Therese, it feels like in the second half of this season, the Chiefs have been in nothing but close games. Is this a situation where opposing teams are just, you know, a big bullseye on the champion's back, or is there something more to it? Yeah, they're getting the best from everybody. Like, that's the thing about the NFL. Like, I was talking to Steve Hutchinson about this last summer. Like, when, when, in the in this league, when you're when you're the alpha dog, you're gonna get everybody's best shot because they see that as an opportunity to get paid. Like Steve was telling me, like you know, once he started making Pro Bowls and All Pros, he, he, like he he wasn't having issues with the the All Pro guys. It was the the middle of the pack guys that would all of a sudden play better than they ever had because they were trying to get paid against them. I think you're seeing that from on a team wide perspective from everybody the Chiefs face, to be honest. Every week, these guys are are seeing an opportunity to get paid this offseason by putting out good tape against the Chiefs. Now, could their execution offensively be uh, been better in spots? Yeah, defensively, sure. But, you know, guys are 14-2. and You know, I I think they're still in the mix of one of those we're the effing champs, like, repeat seasons. Like, as long as Mahomes is healthy, like, you know, they got a chance to repeat. And, you know, there's a precedent for that. I'm very much about the history of the game. Like, you know, this team reminds me in that way of the 04 Patriots. They were the last team to repeat. 
arguably the best of the Patriots Super Bowl champions, and also the 98 Broncos. They also repeated, and they went, both those teams went 14 and two. So I don't really care about the margin of victory. You know, when they face good teams, they really did show up. Like, I, I know, like the Bucks game was closer than it really was. You understand? Like, the, and, and then the, the, the Ravens, they blew those guys out. Like, when they need to show up, they've shown up. I, I really wouldn't read too much into the margin thing. Um, if I were if I were Buffalo fans, Buffalo's gonna need to the Bills would need to play well to win this football game. Um, because Chiefs have a lot of swagger and confidence right now. And the margin of 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 the margin of victory doesn't matter to them as long as they get that W. Your point there is really, really strong because you know, one of the cool things about the for Bills from a Bills fans perspective, this playoffs is I think a lot of people feel like the Bills still haven't played their best game. And I think that in a lot of ways, this game, this week, to your point, you have to play your best game. You have to have it going on both sides of the ball because, as we saw last year, you can't play three quarters of good football against this Kansas City Chiefs team because they always have that equalizer in Patrick Mahomes that you know he could wake up and and start doing his Michael Jordan thing, and it just it kind of flips <laughs> around a little bit. Well, and <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, Matt. Go go check. Go. Ch I'm proud of this. Go check this. I did not a whole lot of national guys that were in on Josh Allen before me. And you can say the same about Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I was a beat writer then, but he was on my all juice team pre-draft and I, I knew it in that training camp as a rookie. And I was a little later on Josh Allen, his rookie year. But when I started, cause I, I spent a lot of time watching these games, guys, I, mm -hmm. more time than makes sense. But like I watched this guy as a rookie. I'm like, Oh my God, some of these plays aren't that common now. This guy was out here creating the second reaction stuff. That stuff was real. And I'm like, you know, this guy's got something. Then I got a chance to get in front of him. Then I got a chance to talk to him. And I'm like, you know what? I believe in this dude, man. I can tell he loves football. And I can tell he loves Buffalo. These guys are going to love him. Um, so I say all that to say, I don't think we've seen the best of Josh Allen in the playoffs either. How awesome would it be if we could see the best of Mahomes and the best of Allen and see who wins? No matter what, if you're a football fan, that will be amazing. I hope both teams play well. I hope we see the best of both teams and let the chips fall where they may. Because I think if you love the game of football, you love the NFL, that would be what's best for everybody. Let's let may the best man win. I hope they both play well. That's awesome. Yeah, a great game, and I think what a lot of us are hoping for. What are you expecting from this Kansas City Chiefs defense in this matchup? They, they blitzed 14 times last time against Josh Allen and the Bills. Chris Jones was a major problem, but we also saw the Ravens, a very blitz-happy team, shy away from that because of Josh Allen's success. So what do you see the Chiefs doing on Sunday night? Well, Steve Spagnuolo believes in being aggressive. That's a foundational part of what he does. He mixes up coverage, too. I hear, you'll see a little bit of everything with him, right? He'll show you split safeties. He'll show you man coverage. He'll show you, um, you know, a post safety and, and coverages, everything that goes with it. He'll show that all to you. You got to deal with it. Also, disguise coverage. You're going to see a lot of that. Um, Josh Allen's going to have to play well. And I, I do think it's it, it was notable that the, that the Ravens, a very blitz-happy team, only blitzed like eight times by my count in that game on 40 drop packs. So there's a way to, to pressure Josh Allen. I don't think that he's really, I don't think he can really be blitzed. I, I think he's another guy who's really gotten really good against that this year, but you want to pressure him, which means your front four needs to win. Okay. That means Chris Jones needs to win. 
Frank Clark needs to win. They need some other pass rushers to get home with four. And you can get home with four and play coverage behind that. You got a chance to slow down Josh Allen. But um, I think the good news for Buffalo fans, I, I think from what I can tell with Bills fans, they're pretty realistic. Like they're optimistic, but they understand this is a tall order. But my thing for them is like I see it with this group. They really run really well. Like Brandon Bean and McDermott, those guys know what they're doing. Even if they lose this game, this team's going to be a problem in this conference for the next decade, half decade. And there will, and I wrote this column, there will be a time when Josh Allen wins MVP. That's going to happen sooner rather than later. And I say that as a man who lives in Kansas City, who was on Mahomes before a lot of people. Who, Mahomes is going to win more MVPs, but Josh Allen has that ceiling. And we haven't seen the best version of Josh Allen yet. It, like, it'll be like the Steve McNair MVP season just in 2021 or 2022 or 2023, something like that. That's coming for this guy. I'm so intrigued at the matchups that you, you were just talking about. You know, how can, how do you blitz – um, you know, Kansas City and how, how do you win with your front four? Because the Bills traditionally this season haven't had a lot of success just rushing for and landing or or even creating consistent pressure. And we were talking to a couple guys this week and, uh, you know, Deion Dawkins, I'm writing about him uh, for, mm-hmm. for our big Sunday feature. And, you know, it's it was funny, like you're talking to some of the guys about what he brings. Everybody knows the snowman. And, you know, he, he's Trey White calls him this swaggy guy. But he was really like I, I went back and watched the first Chiefs game this year. He was really getting into it with uh, Frank Clark quite a bit on the edge. I mean, there was some <laughs> real intensity in, in some of those exchanges, and you know that's a big matchup in this game. But also, I mean, Chris Jones was phenomenal in that game, yeah. and obviously Brian Winters isn't here anymore. Uh, he's a backup. Uh, they also had in that game um, a Cody Ford at left guard. He's out for the year, so this is an interior that's kind of been rejuvenated a little bit, but against Chris Jones, Feliciano said it best. You can't have bad technique against him because he takes advantage of it. And he could be a game record in this game. We've seen it year after year, the last couple. Yeah. I've yet to see anybody block his swim move. It's unblockable. It's the best in football. So, well, Aaron Donald's collection of moves, but like you get what I'm saying. It's an mm-hmm. elite move. It, it done. Honestly, he beats everybody with it. Um, but I think the bills offensive line is good. And, I, I love the scheme, and you know I, I think Dable's got some stuff for these guys. Like you will get the better, ver- the best version of Frank Clark. You'll get the best version of Chris Jones. But I think the Bills are also gonna uh, are gonna attack these guys in a way that, that will give them the best chance to put up points. Um, and I'm actually looking at some of these comments here. It's pretty like uh, I, I can see Mary say, "We're not losing to Rez. I get it. I appreciate. It. I understand. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, and that's part of the the passion of Bills fans. I get to appreciate, man. It's uh, honestly like one of the things that makes me so excited is because like Bills fans like remind me of Chiefs fans. You know, like this is one of the best places to watch football in America in in person, right? Um, it's got a it's a great environment. It's a lot like college. And like honestly, Ralph Wilson Stadium's old. What's it called now? Bills <laughs> Stadium. They're they're in the middle of names. Bills <laughs> Stadium's old, but you know. That the fans are great. That's a great place to watch football too. So I, I I'm happy when fans from like passionate cities get to watch their teams in big games. Like so, my my enthusiasm for this game is real. Just cause like I, I know Bills fans are excited and Chiefs fans are excited. And if you love football, man, isn't that what it's all about? Absolutely, uh, Therese, If you were Leslie Frazier, besides Patrick Mahomes, what player is keeping you up late at night? Is it Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who ran all over them? Is it Tyree Kill or is it someone else? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, it's Mahomes because outside of Mahomes. All right. You know what? Tyreek Hill, he's the guy that can't be covered by anybody. He is the fastest player in the NFL. And I'll be interested to see how they handle him because, you know, there's an argument to be made that you shouldn't put Tredavious White on him. And you should put Tredavious White on Kelsey or on the other receiver, let him wipe him out the game, and then just double heel, right? Well, Wallace and then safety help over the top, try and take him out that way. And then, you know, um, especially in the red zone, you devote that same attention to Kelsey. That's a smart way to go. But Hill is the player that gives them the Golden State Warrior effect. Like the Chiefs can ri- – when, when everyone's healthy, the Chiefs can go on a run. The Chiefs can go on a run like Steph Curry and the Warriors in their peak, the peak of their powers. Like Mahomes is Steph Curry. Hill is kind of like Klay Thompson or, or, or Kevin Durant. Like it, you let those guys get going, they're putting up 150. They're putting up yeah. 140. So if you're Leslie Frazier, you cannot let the Tyreek Hill deep ball happen. I don't care if Mahomes completes 34 or 42 passes. You'd rather have them do that than be able to put 28 in a quarter, which they can do, which they did do against the Bucks. Bucks defense is outstanding. So Hill's the one that scares you because if he gets that deep ball going with, with, with Mahomes, it's going to be a long day because then they got the momentum now. They can they get on that hot streak like NBA Jam. You can't have that. They might still put up points against you, but the Tyreek Hill deep ball is, is the scariest thing in football. They can't have it. They have to make sure they completely wipe that out by any means necessary. Yeah, I think that this is a very, very huge game for Tremaine Edmonds because I think he's going to be relied upon in a lot of ways because, you know, to what we were talking about earlier, you know, much of their success in terms of a pass rush has involved their DBs, specifically Taron Johnson. They've liked to use him as a, you know, that nickel blitz a lot in the last couple of weeks. And then Matt Milano and A.J. Klein – when they've been at their best, of course, they're, you know, Milano's great sideline to sideline in coverage, and he'll probably have some Travis Kelsey work in this game. They want to they wanna send him inside. I want to go back, though, to the injury report here because um, obviously we'll get into the Bills a little bit later, but I wanted to talk about Kansas City. And who do you th- – first of all, Willie Gay, the linebacker, he's out. Uh, I wanted to get your impression of what that loss means. And also from the list of guys that are questionable, where's the biggest concern – and who do you think is the most important that the Chiefs need to play in this game from that list? Well, from um, let me speak on Gay, who's a player that really athletic, and he's really started to come around. So, like you know, they're, they're gonna miss that guy, right? That you know that that's a that's a blow um, in the sense that he's really started to come around. And you know, with the way that Josh has like been able to move the football, especially like underneath, um, I think they're gonna miss that. They're gonna miss his presence a little bit, um, just because he's he's the type of athletic linebacker that that they that that really helps against this team. So um, you know they're gonna miss him. Um, but as far as like you know, some of these questionable guys, Edwards Elair questionable with the ankle and hip. Fenton is actually a sneaky good player, questionable with the foot. Watkins has the calf. Bashaw Breland um, concussion shoulder. Uh, honestly, Breland is the one where I'm like, oh, they need that guy to play because you know, I don't know what his pro football focus is, grade is this year. I know it wasn't great last year, but in the playoffs, that guy really brings it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and, like, they're going to need him this week because Buffalo goes four wide so much. 
Um, I think I think they'll be able to get by without Edward Lair. actually. Williams is a good player. Daryl the Barrel Williams. He's actually a pretty good <laughs> player. Um, I think that without him, like they'll be fine with him. Like they I would say, you know, even though Le'Veon Bell is questionable too, like Williams is totally fine. And Darwin mm-hmm. Thompson has some juice too. So they're fine at running back. I'd be more concerned about these corners. Like you're gonna need as many cover guys as you as you can find with with the bills running out there for wide you know like that that's um they're, they're tough to match up against man and you need guys that can cover so and also sammy watkins obviously it'd be very helpful if he played because um i think that it becomes even easier to cover hill if he's not playing he's my he's my big matchup to watch in this game i think he's going to be motivated i still think he's got some feelings about how he uh was kind of you know he's got he went to a great situation you know through uh, the Rams to to Kansas City, but you know this is a big game for him. And, and he, to your point, how do you cover them all? I mean, you got you got to got to account for Hill. You got to account for Kelsey. A guy like Sammy Watkins in this game, I remember him in the playoffs last year. I mean, he's still super dynamic. Can make a lot of plays. Yeah, it's the the best way to, to to handle the Chiefs, honestly, is to play your split safeties, play cover four, um, mix in some man. That's fine. Mix in some cover two man, but you want to. You definitely want to make them go to length of the field and play bend but don't break defense. Let them have what they're going to have between the 20s and get after them in the red zone. That So basically take away Ty Hill from the 20 through the 20, and then when you get in the red zone, then you devote those same resources to Kelsey. Then you make Mahomes prove that he can run and make him prove that he can still be mobile in the pocket. That's the game plan to, to at least prevent these guys from putting up 40. Um, and the thing is like, you can do everything right, and the Chiefs still might score 38 points or 31 points or 28. The Bills are going to have to score 30 points to win this game, I think. Um, and I think it's interesting that Brian Dable mentioned, like, he knows that. Like, they're going to have to score. This is not about running the ball and keeping the ball away from Mahomes. No, this is about being efficient, you know, and, and, and scoring points and maintaining time of possession through completions and chunk yards. So that's the key. The offense has to be on point. You got to win situational football, but also defensively, you cannot let the Chiefs get going with their big plays. You can't do it. You got to make them earn everything they get. You know, Terrence, I'm going to go back to talking about injuries and things. This year with COVID and everything else, the NFL extend, uh, created some new rules. They extended the practice squads. They allowed vets to join the practice squads that previously couldn't. Based on the success that I think uh, those two factors have had, do you see that some that's something that maybe the NFL will allow to continue going on, maybe 16-man practice squads, and, and maybe not as many vets, but maybe one or two more than, than previously seen? Well, everything's a negotiation, Ryan. Uh, I think the players like it. I think they're in on it, but um, you know, that they they the the players union and the league came together before the season to like just do whatever is necessary to get through so they could at least get some of their money. If, if either side wants to make something that they negotiated this year, uh, a long-term thing to negotiation, the other side's going to have to give up something else. So th- I do think there are some things that have been instituted this year that will stay. I think players liked some of the virtual stuff. They like not having to go to practices in the summer as much practices. Like I think, I think the, the quality of play this year has been pretty good in some ways. It's better than we thought. So all of that is a negotiation, man. I think it's possible that continues, but uh, whichever side brings that to the table, the other side's going to want something in return. So 
it'd be funny when like when we get a more of a return to normalcy as far as like the world we live in and like COVID and stuff. Like this stuff is gonna get more contentious again because it becomes a negotiation. And I, I want to get you out of here, but I I'd be remiss if I didn't get your thoughts on this before we go. You know, you spent some time talking to Brian Dable, writing about him this week and and, and what he's done. The big expectation was that you know he would be the Chargers' next head coach, or maybe the Jets' next head coach. And obviously, we know the the revolving you know uh, storyline every off season is how is Eric Bieniemy not a head coach yet? And you know how much from your perspective is this just these guys being a victim to the success of their teams, and a lot of these teams not wanting to wait? And how much do you think it is a personal thing where you know they're you know especially in Bieniemy's case where he's just kind of getting uh, the raw end of the deal here? A little bit of everything. So when you ask about being me, I, I can't tell you how many people across the league I know have sent angry texts or have, have expressed frustration to me on calls this week because he's earned this opportunity. Eric being is 50 years old. So like you want to talk about the stuff in his past. All right. I mean, that was three decades ago or two decades ago. And no, everybody who's been hired for stuff certainly don't have spotless records. And if you look at the man being me is now as a leader of men, as a respected person in this building, like you need a culture setter and someone that can instill discipline and get after guys while still earning their respect and making them love them. Like this is the guy. And also the chief's offense, the last three years under his leadership, along with Andy Reid, has been better in terms of DVOA than any of the previous five years. Now, some of that has to do with the Mahomes effect, sure. But, you know, look, Andy Reid is going to lead the play calling, but he led the play calling before uh, under Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy. Um, but the only reason those guys even had stretches where it was publicly known they were calling stretches of the games, um, calling plays, was because the offense was struggling and they needed to switch up. I don't think it's fair to be enemy basically gets punished for not having that happen to him because the offense has been too dynamic under Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's not fair. Like, what sense does that make? Like, the only reason he hasn't been bestowed the Andy Reid, yeah, Eric's going to call this game, it's because the offense hasn't had, like, three or four games in a row where they've sucked. Like, so, like, what? Like, it's not fair. Like, it's ridiculous. And then, you know, the last thing is that he must not interview well. Well, A, if you've watched him in his press conferences, he's gotten a lot better at that. Um, oh, like, he's, his delivery – has really is really polished over the last year or so, first of all. Second of all, if you ask anybody that's been in that building, his ability to present and convey with passion what needs to be done when teaching plays or coaching on field, second to none. So I don't know if it's because – so when I hear people say he didn't interview Will, well, I don't know if it's because the people who are interviewing him just have never dealt with like an intense straight shooter before and they don't get it. But guess who does get it? Players. Mm-hmm. The coaches on his staff. So my thing is, whoever ends up hiring him is gonna be is gonna be lucky, because I promise you, the players and the staff that come with him that he builds, they will be invested to win games for that man to prove people wrong. So Bills fans don't need to worry about that. They got a great coach in McDermott, but there are a lot of organizations that would be better off with that dude in charge. Mm, indeed. Uh, let me get your uh, prediction if you have one yet for this game. How do you think it plays out? Bills fans, don't beat me up. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, we don't, don't, we don't beat, beat me up. up around here. Don't beat me. But but yeah, I think the Chiefs will win. Um, I, I'm gonna go 30 to 27. I think Josh plays well. I think Mahomes plays well. And this is just one of those things where the Chiefs are like a little bit better. But just like last year, Buffalo's gonna take this loss 
and come back better next year. And they keep this thing close. They have a chance to win. Mahomes gets hurt. They'd probably be favored to win at that point because of the momentum swing. There's a real path for Buffalo to make the Super Bowl here, but I won't predict it. I never bet against Patrick Mahomes in big games. I suggest people don't either if you're putting money on the game. Um, but, but no, I'm going to go with the Chiefs 30 to 27, but there's a real chance for Buffalo to win. And even if they lose, you know, next year, you know, they, I do believe they're building something special. And I can't wait to see what they do um, next year. It, it, look, if they win, the Super Bowl is going to be incredible against Brady or Rodgers. But if that happens, hey, that would be fun too. But no matter what, I don't see this um, turning out poorly for Bills and, and their fans at all. Therese Paller, my man, uh, great, great stuff. You can find him uh, at Therese Paller on social media. He He's co-host of the uh, NFL, Yahoo NFL football podcast. Talk a little bit about that, where people can find you guys. All right, so we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, it's the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast. I co-host that with my main man, Charles Robinson. Look, we've been talking a lot of Bills on a national podcast for a while because I believed in the Bills. So I would appreciate your Bills fans check us out. You know, we both have sources throughout the league. You know, we share as much inside information as we can. Um, and, and we review every game on Sunday nights too. So, you know, I can guarantee you at least what 18 times this year we've talked bills and and you know we we take pride in giving everybody a little love. So I'd really appreciate it if people went to those platforms I mentioned, type in the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast, subscribe, give us a chance. Just you know, listen to us. I think you guys will like it. Um, and also my weekly uh, web series, check the tape. You know, we Yahoo Sports has the NFL license, so I use actual game footage to break down. Uh, different topics about what's happening on the field. You mentioned the Brian Dable and Josh Allen thing I put out this week. I hope you guys check that out on my Twitter account um, because I was able to use actual footage from games to show why he's so good against the Blitz. So uh, and you can find me on on Twitter at Therese Paylor. That's T-E-R-E-Z-P-A-Y-L-O-R. I'd appreciate it. Awesome stuff. And guess what? We're going to make it even easier for you guys. All of that will be in the description on all the video platforms, audio platforms, wherever you've heard or watched this show. Therese, my man, thank you so much, man. Enjoy this this weekend of football. Yeah, no problem. I just want to say, Mary, thank you for listening, and I appreciate the compliment. And, Kenny, uh, I promise you I'll come back if these guys let me back on. If the Bills beat the Chiefs, I will gladly come back, and we can talk Buffalo. I will be – I'm here to talk Buffalo, so I, I will do that because – you know, listen, I'm the guy who last year in this market, I was still saying, I was still calling the, I was calling the Bills my Bills. That's how much I believe in Buffalo. So I will gladly come back. You can't really throw it in my face. I'll be ready to roll. I love it. And we will have you back uh, with open hours, my man. Take care. All right. See you guys. Ready for football? Tops is with ready-to-serve fan favorites everyone will cheer for. Delicious family or party packs like pizza, sliders, fried chicken, barbecue, or beef on whack. Starting at only $4 per serving. Perfect for game day and any day. Only at Tops. All right, Ryan, we're not going too much longer here. Uh, we are going to have one more show this weekend. I don't know when, but I will be at Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday, and I think we're going to fire up some type of pregame show. I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm, I'm hoping we can use... Our, our technology here to, to to stream it out on all the different platforms. We will see. Maybe it'll be just a recorded video. I don't know yet, uh, but, but stay tuned for that. We'll probably have more of our thoughts on this game as we move closer to kickoff. 
Um, and definitely I'll, I'll give a shout out to everything. I want you guys to, to check out of the weekend after this, but Ryan, let's get into, you know, prediction, um, final thoughts on the game. How you, th- what do you think is going to be very important for the bills to find victory? And how do you think this one goes? Yeah. So prediction, uh, I have it a close game as well. I have the bills 34, 31 over the chiefs. Mm-hmm. I have them advancing to the super bowl. I've seen the team of destiny comments, it, it, you know, in the comment uh, section here. And I, I kind of believe that a little bit. Listen, week six, the Bills hung with the Chiefs, and I know they gave up a ton of rushing yards, but many key starters out, many key starters playing through injuries in that game, especially Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds. I think the Bills enter this game very healthy. I wouldn't be shocked if their game plan is similar in terms of challenging or daring them to run, but being uh, more stout against the run. I think that the Bills can put up points. And Therese is right, though. This Chiefs defense is very good. It does feel like every week there are people – uh, almost disrespecting the Chiefs' defense and saying, "Oh, well, it's just Mahomes and, and that offense." No, that's that's a talented defense that they've built there in KC. But I think in the big stage, Josh Allen and this Bills team come up with with one more big play than the Chiefs. Uh, in terms of what's key, you know, I agree with the bend not break philosophy. You're gonna give up points to this Kansas City team. The, the Bills' defense has been impressive over the last few weeks, obviously, especially toward the end of the regular season. But this Chiefs team has so many weapons across the board, running backs, wide receivers, and obviously one of, if not the most talented tight end in the league. So it's going to happen. It's just up to the Bills to have one more big play in them. Yeah. um, You know what I really like about this game for the Bills is it's happening at 640 in prime time. They'll have some time on Sunday in Kansas City to watch some more TV, some ESPN some NFL network. And we we're talking to Jerry Hughes yesterday and I put out a piece on it. Go, go read it over at the site, Syracuse.com, New York upstate.com. And, you know, this team, like for a while during this, you know, um, you know, build under Sean and Brandon, you know, they were really angry about the disrespect, you know, that they thought that they had a lot of talent in the room. They thought they had a lot of talent on, on, on both sides of the ball, but especially some of these defensive players. And I remember them coming off the, the field and a couple big wins over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, just screaming at media members with camera, like you didn't believe in us and you didn't think that we can do it. And that's kind of been their rallying cry. And it's, and it's, it's fed into this season, even while they've gone out and won 15, 15 games, because even after that, you, we saw it early in the week, you know, I think NFL.com had eight of their 10 experts pick the chiefs. I think uh, ESPN had all four on the morning show this today. Pick, pick the Chiefs, Ryan Clark, all those guys. And it's like, in a lot of ways for me, I don't think some of these people are learning from what they've seen from this team the last two weeks. I don't think the Bills have played their best game. I don't think that – I think that we're not giving enough credit to the quality of opponent they played the first two two games. I think if this was the Indianapolis Colts in this game right now, it would be a battle against this Kansas City Chiefs team. They're that good of a team, even though they were a seven seed. And so I think the Bills are battle-tested going back to the regular season. Wins over the 49ers, wins over the Steelers, wins over the Patriots, wins over the Broncos by 30 points in in, uh, mile high. This team has just learned and matured enough to where they know how to win big games. Now, is that going to be enough to take out the king? And, And let's be honest, Patrick Mahomes is the king. He was the king last year. He's been the king most of this year. They've won 14 games. I love that point that pa- that Perez made. That listen, this has been a ho hum 14 and two win se- 14 win season for this team. 
But I just like the 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 trend, the way that we're seeing this defense kind of crescendo to this game. And I, I think they're going to be able to really hold the hold the fort in the red zone, let, operate under that bend but don't break. I really think that Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier getting the wheels turned based on what they saw in the first 60 minutes. They're going to come up with a good, pr pretty good game plan. Uh, I, I think Ed Oliver's a guy I'm watching this game. I mentioned Tremaine Edmonds. And also Tredavious White, they got to turn the ball over. I think that they will. On the offensive side of the ball, don't count out Devin Singletary just yet. I think he's going to be able to run the ball a little bit in this game. I liked a couple of his runs in that uh, Kansas City game in week six. I think that this team wants to run the ball. The offensive line wants to run the ball. And I think, to you know, we were looking at the injury report, and, he, and uh, Perez mentioned uh, Bashad Breland, uh, Rashad Fenton. Both of those guys were pretty good in the first game. And also they're real physical. Like there was a couple of penalties and, you know, they, they were getting a little bit feisty uh, in a couple of different exchanges with some receivers. John Brown was hobbling around. You, you might, might as well just have benched him. So I think that when they go for a wide, even if Gabriel Davis doesn't play, I'm confident the Bills, whoever they imp implement in his place, whether it be calling up Kenny Stills or Duke Williams or Isaiah McKenzie, giving him a larger role, they got the playmakers. They got the horses. It's going to be on this offensive line. They know what they have to do. Bills win 27-24. Shock the world. Prove everybody wrong once again. I'm not just doing it because it's the homer way to go. I really think that the entire body of work has led this team to this moment, and they're going to win this game. I, I think you're on the money. Listen, they're playing their best football of the season right now. You saw what the offense could do in the Colts game. You saw the defense step up in a big way uh, against a Ravens team where it felt like Buffalo was getting counted out despite being the higher seed. So really looking forward to Sunday night because one way or the other, I think we are in for you know what could be an instant classic. There you go. Another comment here, Mary. We have not lost with the Matt Milano starts. You are correct. Ryan tweeted that out earlier this week. All right, quick rundown. We're going to be back. So you haven't gotten your fill of the Shout Football podcast quite yet before kickoff, and we'll obviously be live after the game. Um, but I want you to go over to Syracuse.com, NewYorkUpstate.com. Check out all the stuff we have up at the site. There's more coming. I'm going to have two posts tomorrow, two big ones. With um, I'm going to write uh, my five most important players in this game for the Bills against the Chiefs. My Obviously, my big preview will have all the video content in there as well. Go back and watch our interview on Wednesday with Ariel Kawani, Howard Simon, Jason Tardick, all great stuff. And I'm going to have a big feature on the site on Sunday on the snowman, Deion Dawkins, some great quotes from everybody in the locker room this week, the virtual locker room, if you will. And, man, we appreciate you guys uh, firing this up a little bit early today. I got to go do the pregame show over on Channel 4, so I don't have a lot of time. I got to get running here, Ryan. Uh, but any final thoughts, anything that you got uh, going on that you wanted people to know about? Yeah, no, uh, just like you, you know, I have about four articles uh, getting ready to come out here in the next uh, 48 hours. Sunday morning, I'll have the how to watch game. I'm pretty sure Bill's Mafia will will have that covered. But just in case there's anyone that does not. Uh, and then throughout the day, like, like you said, we have a long time to wait. So there's gonna be a lot of pregame coverage. And then if there's anything that breaks throughout the day, we'll be on top of it on NYUP and Syracuse.com. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe wherever you get us on the YouTube page, Facebook. Uh, I don't think you can on Twitter, but Apple, Spotify, all the audio platforms. We appreciate you guys. Bills Chiefs, 48 hours away here, 49 hours away. It's going to be fun. I lost my uh... – see here. Can you hear me, Ryan? Yep. Weird. I lost my, uh, my cursor. My cursor has gone. <laughs>
if I can find it here. I can't. <laughs> and I don't think you can end the show, can you? <laughs> we'll be here uh, until Sunday night. No, I, I don't know. Well, I got actually a fun story I could tell while I'm trying to figure this out. Um, so my wife, um, we were we were talking about this before the show started. Um, can you still see me, by the way? Mm-hmm. All right. So maybe I just have to like, I'll have to shut off my computer and maybe that will stop the feed. I don't know. We were, um, I was doing the Josh Allen press conference and the Micah Hyde press conference. And obviously everything's at home now. And so, um, oh, I know what happened to it. I, it went to my other screen. I just got a, uh, a a second screen here, and I I put it over there, and my little cursor went over there. So, all right. But anyway, I'll finish the story because I got into it for everybody watching. Everybody's watching. Like, um, are they going to end the show or what's going on? Well, I was doing two press conferences at the same time. I was doing my meal prep for the week, and I was just doing a million things. And I was asking questions in both because I had stories I was writing on both, and. I got everything done. I ate my lunch and I put a little extra chicken and broccoli in a little Tupperware and I was getting ready to put it in the refrigerator. And that's where I thought I put it. And nighttime comes and I'm about to eat, uh, you know, the next chicken and broccoli. And I go in the refrigerator and there is no chicken and broccoli. And I'm like, what in the world? I put it in here. Where is it? I'm freaking out. My wife comes in. She's helping me look. We don't find it. So we figured either the one of the kids took it. Maybe the dog got into it and took it somewhere. Lo and behold, the next afternoon, my wife opens up the uh, the drawer with all the uh, utensils, like the uh, um, the flipper and the spatulas. There is my Tupperware with chicken and broccoli. It's been that kind of week, folks. Uh, it's been a, a all go, no quit, and we wouldn't have it any other way. For Ryan Talbot, I am Matt Perino, and we will see you on Sunday. Take care, everyone. Ready for football? With every game a home game, Tops is ready for you with its TV a day giveaway. For six weeks, every day you shop is a new chance to win a massive 70-inch 4K TV. Shop Tops for the best deals in town, in-store or online to win.